Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. So how is it that everybody lives in the same physical world, but yet we all see the world so differently? What's that about, right? Some people live in a positive, hopeful world, while others, they live in an anxiety, fear-filled world. Today's talk is all about how we perceive the world around us. This is fun stuff, guys. It's all about the side stories we tell ourselves about what's happening to our lives. When you think about it, the way we perceive things is based upon past experiences. Your mind is searching to relate what's happening currently to what happened in the past. Some things happen in your life in the past and your mind goes to work searching for something similar to happen to make sense of it. Our mind is constantly trying to make sense of the world around us. This causes us to have feelings and emotions. In a split moment, our mind will interpret something as positive or negative, good or bad, hopeful or dreadful. This happening it triggers emotions. And remember, feelings and emotions are not the same thing. Emotions are physical things that happen to you, like, like you get goosebumps, you're, you get sweaty palms, or your hair stands up on the back of your neck. Those are emotions. Feelings is your awareness of that happening. A lot of this research is done by Lisa Barrett, great researcher. She goes, so are emotions things that just happen to us, or do we create them? Great question. Emotions that seem to just happen to you are actually made by you. This is her argument. Lisa Barrett is very convincing that emotions are actually predictions of what's going to happen to you based upon past experiences. Powerful stuff, isn't it? Emotions are the result of your mind making sense of the world and preparing your body for what it thinks is about to happen. Here's the amazing part of all this. We are completely in control of our emotions. We are the architects of all of our experiences in life. You've heard me say it before that the prerequisite for happiness is personal accountability. We can control and we are responsible for how we perceive and experience and interpret the world around us. I believe this is why my mom used to say to me, no matter what, Randy, no matter what happens to you, always say, this is good. Always say that. Still do it today. This is good. The fact of life is this. If you can't change your situation, you're forced to change yourself. Even the worst moments are never as bad as we see them to be. So how do we change the conversation going on in our own head? How do we change the conversation we're having with ourselves? You know that people talk around 150 words a minute. People say that Randy talks around 300 words a minute. Maybe true. <laughs> but guess how fast you think? Your mind is thinking at 1,500 words a minute. We are constantly engaging in judging and prejudging everything that is happening to us in a positive or negative light. It's this internal dialogue that separates the optimist from the pessimist. So ask yourself, what are the side stories you're telling yourself? And what are they based upon? Do you truly have all the information? And the answer is almost always no, you don't. How much perceived control do you have over your life? I've talked to people, they feel stuck. They feel paralyzed. They go, I feel trapped. 
They say, I just can't move in any direction that I want to. According to Lisa Barrett, people in a negative, stuck state need to reinterpret their world into a positive light where all things are possible. Because all things are possible. Where in the end, all things work for the good, the clean, the pure. Where you're living in a world, if you can think it, you can write it down. If you wrote it down, you just set a goal. And if you can set a goal, you can achieve a goal. That is how your life really is. My mom would say to me, Randy, you get on and you stay on the Do It Now program. Love that. When are you going to do it? Do it now. When you do it now, you're going to do it poorly at first. After you do it poorly, then you can do it with experience. And then after you do it with experience, man, then you can do it with excellence. There's people out there that aim for perfection, but they never do anything because they're not willing to do it poorly at first. The second way to deal with this feeling of stuck or anxiety of a, or a, of a negative thought pattern is to choose to not be your own heckler, but choose to be your own cheerleader. But understand the choice is yours. I've often thought that my feelings and emotions are separate from me. It's just something that I do throughout my life. Sometimes if I feel something, I'll go, where'd that come from? And I, I act like it's, it, it's separate from me. Just like you would give your best friend good advice, do this for yourself. Don't be a heckler in your own mind. Be a cheerleader in your own head. If you get caught off guard and you're feeling down or you're feeling anxious or sad, I recommend immediately becoming actively aware of the side stories you're telling yourself that's causing those feelings to happen. Because the choice is yours. I think the key is to be aware that you may not have a past experience to create the correct emotion or feelings for your current situation. It may not be there. And if you're not assuming the very best of yourself and of also of all the people around you, well, this is the most fantastic opportunity for you the world has ever been given to you. I mean, this is the best opportunity ever because your whole life can change by becoming the biggest cheerleader for yourself. You can make your, your life hundreds of percent better by simply making this one simple adjustment. And guess what it's going to cost you? Nothing. It's free. Assume the best of yourself. The choice is always yours every moment of your life. This is the difference between people with energy and enthusiasm and hope versus people that have the life drained out of them every day. Remember, emotions is your mind guessing about the future based upon past experiences, understanding and knowledge can change everything in your life. I love y'all. See, I think this is a great, um, we always talk about perception, right? Every mm -hmm. week. I mean, I, I, I try to at least like, and I know we spoke about it on a previous episode where every conversation that you and I have, I try to take myself out of my way of thinking and try to look at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't want to say I'm humbled because I don't really know what to say with this. Cause it's like, it, it, again, it causes you to have to like, just rethink mm -hmm. your, I mean, maybe a strategy, but it just like re just restructure your, your thought process for situations. And when you instantly think about that, like at least when I think about it, I'm like, damn, that's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, it's I it's scary. It's like I've been accustomed 
of living a certain amount or a certain way for how many plus years. And then it's like, well, you're not wrong thinking of it this way, mm-hmm. but that's scary trying to restructure everything. Cause then you're essentially relearning everything mm-hmm. in a different way. So uh, Re- relearning the way to think. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. it's a scary process. Yeah. I don't know. I, like it's, it, like, I have absolutely. an uneasy feeling. It's a, I guess it's right. a good uneasy, but like right now, like as we're talking, I'm like, man, it's kind of like, mm-hmm puts me in a weird place it mentally, yeah. you know? It's, this is also a concept that's kind of like a vapor. It can disappear in a second and go, yeah. what, are, what are we really talking about? You know, what triggered this, this writing this presentation was one of my best friends said to me, I'm going through some really challenging times right now. I feel pretty down, you know, kind of have a lot of anxiety. He goes, what, do you, you know, what, are, you, what are your thoughts? Go, well, let me, let me dive into that and start studying here for a while. And, uh, and that's what created this presentation, that question. In writing this, I realized I had such, such, man, such a leg up on all this. I was raised by, a, my, I mean, my mom, I mean, my, I remember when my mom was diagnosed with cancer and my mom's saying to me, she would go, well, you know what? I'm going to get to see what I look like with no hair now. I'm like, holy cow. Wow. Right. Talking about a shift of thinking. It's like, what? Here's my, right. I'm like, mom, don't say that. She goes, no, it's, it's kind of neat. We can, you know, well, let's try on some wigs and I can have different hair colors now and and even in the moment where she's diagnosed with cancer, the mo- one of the most fearful things happening to someone, she goes, I'm going to get to see what I look like bald now. <laughs> Check it out. I mean, that's just, it's hard to get my head around someone that can have that, that positive perspective on life of you're just, you've just been, been given a ticket that you don't want to have, but you're going to go, I'm going to take this ticket and I'm going to r- draw something beautiful on it. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to see on this ticket. And, you know, my mom did that all throughout her life. My mom always had cancer. I mean, for literally since, since the time I was about eight years old till my mom died about 15 years ago, mom had cancer. And I, I remember at the time, the ultimate lesson was the moment, the last week she was alive. I told it before, mom's body crashed, her heart stopped. The monitors were, it was that do-do-do-do-do-do. Mom's out, heart stopped. Doctors in the room were pushed aside. And mom, they're, they're working on her and it's the most ugly thing you could see. They're pounding her body. It looked as if they were trying to kill her in that moment. And then all of a sudden the monitors are, there's mom's heart again. We're now leaving oncology, going downstairs to intensive care. And I'll never forget this, Ralph. I'm standing at the end of the hallway, me and Britt, just not even knowing what to do with our life because my mom just died. And there goes mom down this hallway. And all I could see is just the elevator doors at the end. And there goes that, there goes that hospital bed. And the only thing I could see was mom's giant thumb up between all the IV sets, breathing tube in and mom's thumb is in the air. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, mom, if you can hang on the joy in a moment like this, guess what? Randy has no excuse for the rest of his life. It's about perspective. It's about when bad things happen, you're going, this is good. I don't know why. But, you know, I'm a man of faith. And it says all things work to the good of God. So if if you're a person of faith, you are you are recommended and you're commanded to think like that. And it's our fault if we don't. This is good. This is good. No matter how bad it is, this is good. I can almost cry over it, Ralph. No, I, it's just it's such a – I know how – God, like just your mom seemed like such a badass cool. in that regard, dude. Like it's something. I, you know what I mean? When when it's push comes to shove, your back's against the wall, and your only thought process is like, got to make sure my boys are okay. Here's a thumbs up to let you guys know I'm good. Right. That's Can you imagine? Like a, that's a different level of like right. 
I, I mean, can't even fathom it. You I mean, know what you, I mean? You've ever been underwater too long and you, you, you just need air so bad? Yeah. And you know how your state of mind, you're kind of dizzy and you're out of it and stuff like that? Imagine where your body is shut down for a while. And what it took in her mind to go to think about her boys. I, it's crazy. I, right. No, it's crazy. It's like, crazy. It's like, when I think about that. Yeah. I mean, and she, she was at a point where, I mean, there were IVs coming out of every, her arms and legs everywhere there was an IV breathing tube in. I mean, it was just like every monitor was hooked up to her. There were so many wires. I remember her hand pushing up through the wires to give that thumbs up. Yeah. Really something. And that's what I meant. Like, it's such a weird, it's, it makes you feel uneasy to transition that because in a time like that, when you're like, you know, your body's beat and yet she's like, nope, like, no, it isn't that positive. You know what I mean? It's just that, like, guess what? I was out, I'm back and I'm better than ever. And it's like, Right. God, like the amount of strength, the the selflessness involved. Mm-hmm. That's why to me, when I'm saying it's uneasy, it's like, yeah, because like it is, it's a true mentality, as you say, paradigm shift. It's mm-hmm. a true, like, it's not about me, right? I'm the one going through something, but it's not about me anymore. It's about those around me and who it's affecting. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure that those people know that everything's good to mm-hmm. go. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's it's such a, like a, it's, really it's impactful, right? It's crazy Man, I wish my mom and your mom could have gotten together right? and just talked. I you feel know, like they would have... Oh. My, man, Mama T would have loved my mom. Right? My mom would love your mom. Yeah, you right. Know? You know, um, if you've never read the book, uh, the uh, Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, mm-hmm. he, this is all about that book. This is about enduring the suffering of life and and what side stories are you telling yourself about your life? You know, and a lot of, a lot of life has is not the reality you're living in. It's the stories you're telling yourself about your current situation. And I think that is one of the biggest things that my mom had nailed down so tight because life was challenging. We were the most poor people ever, but we were so wealthy. We were so rich with love and empathy for each other and, and kindness and caring. All the things that really mattered, we were so rich with it, but we were the most poor people you could ever imagine. I mean, we, my mom didn't even have money to put gas in the car to drive me down to the bus stop. I had to walk. And I'm not, not what was Randy, but it was that serious. Like we no, don't turn the car on. I don't want to burn the gas because no, there isn't change in the change in the little thing in the, in the corner of the car. But wow, I, life was so rich. It's because the side stories my mom was telling us. Wonderful. She kept it alive. It's really something. Yeah. The side stories matter more than your reality. What are you telling yourself about your current situation? Is this an opportunity for you to build character, to turn into the next, to the person you need to become to take on the next big challenge? Or is it something that's going to paralyze you and make you stuck in your life forever? That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Wow. We'll leave it at that. Perspective. Don't be scared to change your perception on life. I love it.